right. So welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And this week I am joined by the car enthusiast and fantastic artist, Ricky. And I am so grateful that you gave me a bit of your time. Like, I know you're super busy. You have so many projects going on. So thank you. Uh, How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I'm a big fan of your work. I love how you play with color and it's all, it's heavily influenced by like custom car culture. Um, But before we get into your art in particular, how did you get started with painting or airbrushing? Uh, well, painting itself, uh, it goes back to high school days. I was uh, an auto body like my junior year. And my dad worked in a body shop, but he did upholstery. And I would always like to go up there and just, you know, chill out in the body shop, whatever, see what they had going on. And uh, I remember in auto body, we had to do a project for some uh, some competition coming up and I did a speaker box. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was uh, made out of fiberglass and it was just a, you know, something that I could showcase at that competition. So then um, I got a job after high school working in the sign shop. I've been in the sign industry for like 14 plus years and I started painting signs and uh, my boss would let me do side projects. Like he let me paint a couple of our crane trucks and then he let me paint his horse trailer. He just gave me like a lot of freedom with painting. I thought that was pretty cool. And then um, fast forward to like four years ago, a buddy had gave me his old airbrush and I always liked uh, low riders and you know, custom paint jobs. And I kind of had an idea how to do it. I, I'm all self-taught, so yeah, I just dove in. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you know what? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember this conversation that we had a while back, actually, where we were talking about an artist and their tools. I remember you said, you know, relating to the whole like self-taught, you said that an artist makes, you know, their tools. The tools don't make an artist because you're like, oh, you know, I don't really go for the name brand or like name brand colors or paints or tools or anything like that. You're just like, I make, like you essentially make this incredible, you know, palette of all this explosive colors with what you have on hand. So I think you're just naturally an artist and you have that really keen eye. And it's something that I definitely really appreciated where it's like people try to say, it's like, oh, you know, you need to use like, so-and-so brand or you know if you don't then you know like you're not a real artist or anything like that so when you said that immediately in the back of my mind I was like I need to like hold this guy hostage for a little bit for an episode because I loved it so you've painted like cabinets cake stand mixers mailboxes helmets uh, I believe like motorcycle parts as well and car parts what has been your favorite piece so far uh, well, back to the the whole name brand thing, like a lot of people are afraid to jump into this hobby because they think they need the expensive paint gun. They think they need to use like name brand paints and all that. But like I use the cheapest airbrushes you can get. I go on Amazon and buy like $30 airbrushes. I use, a, we have a paint supplier here. I use their house brand paints and clear. I buy my uh, candy colors from Hobby Lobby. Like... You, there's a way to to do things and not have to spend a lot of money. This is my hobby, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a way to do it if you, if you really want to do it and not have to break the bank while you're doing it. But uh, my you asked about my favorite project so far? Yeah. 
Um, man, it's hard to pick favorites. Uh, I think it's cool when people from out of state hit me up and they want my my work done. I don't really advertise my stuff because I don't I don't like to be that guy, you know, that that's out there trying to advertise this stuff. I think it's cooler when people hit me up and they're interested in my work on their own. I think that means a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, um, shoot, I've done, I've sent stuff to people from Florida, Ohio, like everywhere. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like a lot of people out of state support me more than people here in my own city, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's insane. I will say this for the listeners. I will be tagging your Instagram in the bio. So please check it out. And then, I mean, again, if you can get work done by him, then do it because it's well worth it you know you do have this really insane eye for color and it just it meshes so well and even if you don't want to get work done just looking at you know your artwork it's eye candy essentially up on the craft wrinkled foreheads greet me but i'm high therefore i laugh attendants rush me to check my bags they said hurry because we're 15 minutes behind we have one seat left and it's way in the back it shouldn't be too hard to find go sit on i said all right bitch but i said it kind of low didn't want no problem so towards the back i go i had a little weed on me didn't want it to show some helicopter took my partner three months to grow so i slid to the rear to find my chair Hey, pretty girl, is this my chair here? The PYT didn't even crack a smile. She smiled my black and mouth. She think I be acting wild, and she refused to move a purse. Out the middle of the seat, freak trying to get the dude to curse. One of the niggas ran brave. Just because of my color thinking I can't behave, I said, pardon me, ma'am. Excuse me, miss. But there's no reason for you to be pissed. I done paid my dues, paid my bills and fees. Just want to sit by the window here while I'm feeling the breeze, girl. Right now, I feel so. Nobody bring me down Can't wait until the pilot finally levitate Try to find a way to feel just like this every day As if we was in some type of camp I seen all my belongings Big and small things Disappearing underneath or around Man, I started feeling kinda wicked Should've never bought a ticket Put on my seatbelt in case We landed shit creek I had to grit my teeth But then things kinda fell in place I couldn't wait Broke out my big bag Put it on the tray table Wheels start rolling Table wouldn't stay stable Waiter walked up and said Do you want a beer? I said, yeah He got happy Started doing the cheer He gave a bag of nuts To the nigga next in line Put on the gas mask And pointed to the exit sign I'm checking it out I'm feeling the breeze And everybody on the plane Looking at me Come Every 
it started getting rough Then the big ass plane was shook I started tripping cause everybody was flipping and dipping And even hiding pocketbooks from crooks I'm like, look, I know it's kinda scary It's a long way down You should've had this shit together when you was on the ground Ain't no time for whining and crying about dying Cause when it's your time, it's your time But right now, I feel so right now
swollen eagle then Pop, pop, went my God complex I never thought 19 years after my first breath I'd be in art school surrounded by corny fucks Debating who's more depressed I'm 22 now And still can't deal with what's real But I'll be damned if I give up And settle for pills, shit My daddy taught me better Mommy taught me how to crack 40s And jack six packs and oversized sweaters Over time weather changes So I'm in the rain waiting For the floodgates to open Impersonating my favorite VH1 Behind the music tragedy Catastrophe, never tasted so acidic before I pH balance for the floor but strong enough to stay afloat, stay afloat. and doggy paddle long enough to catch that life preserver rope and then i'll be on a parallel ladder laughing like damn my man for the love of pete what happened finally i'll step to you kindly disrespect you look you dead in the eyes and analyze how it affects you watch you break down in tears talk about how god neglected you The second you struck it, well go ahead, relieve your stress, kick that bucket on you want a cigarette that never matters what you're stuck with. You ever watch a whole day wash away like your very last match that got wet the second you struck it? Well go ahead, relieve your stress, kick that bucket on you want a cigarette that never matters what you're stuck with.
just so captivating. And like you said, with the low riders and with that kind of culture and it's beautiful. You play with like symmetry with all these different shades and it's well worth looking at your page in my opinion. Um, so what do you wish that you can paint next? Um, actually I have a, a friend that lives in Bell, California and I've, I went to go visit him like my first trip to LA. I was there for like a week and he like, I don't remember how old I was, but uh, for my birthday, he had took me to a car show in Santa Maria called West Coast Customs. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, I remember he wanted to meet up at like five in the morning. I remember oversleeping, waking up and to his, his missed calls. And I was like, dude, wait for me, please. Cause that was the whole, uh, the thing with his trips, I wanted to go to that. And we were gonna, we were gonna ride from LA to Santa Maria in his uh, 54 Chevy. Um, he had an airbag, it, it was a clean car. But we stopped in Solvang and we did that whole little thing, ate pancakes at some place there. And it was just pretty sweet to drive there and be at a car show and like do the whole California thing. Like I'm from Texas, but I've always been fascinated by like Southern California and the whole culture there. Like, yeah, there was East Coast cars that were cool, but California is where it's at for me. And like, then that actually leads to my next question for you. You know, how would you describe your love affair for cars? Because like you said, you know, you do have this fascination for lowriders and classics. I believe that you still have have one, don't you? Like, uh, yeah, um, shoot, cars are an obsession for me. That's like my first love, cars. I remember being in a kindergarten that's like where I first I guess developed my artistic skill because you know they give you they give you paper crayons or whatever I remember drawing my dad's car at the time none of my family is really into cars but um, you know they, they treat cars as like just transportation get you to point A to B but for some reason I had a fascination with cars my dad had a 81 Cutlass Supreme and that's like a, a prize lowrider for some people and but for him it was just a car, you know. And I remember he did upholstery, so he had put one of these uh, sunroofs in it. It was like a pop-up sunroof. I remember drawing that car, and always drawing the sunroof up. I'll just draw the side profile of it. Very simple. I mean, I was in kindergarten, but I wish I still had those drawings. Then I remember, like my grandparents would take us on car rides or take us on trips and or just around the neighborhood and seeing like people's old cars parked in their yards and for some reason I would always want to name that car like the year of it what kind of car it was cars has always been an obsession for me currently I still have a 1954 Chevrolet 210 it's like a Bel Air but like the lower model mm -hmm. and it needs a lot of work but I think I'm gonna keep I think I'm gonna uh hold on to it. I really want a Model A, but I'll hold on to this car for now. All right. So you did mention uh, like cars have always been present in your life. So when did you come across the custom car culture? Because I mean, that's a community in and of itself. So how did you find that little circle? Um, I guess it goes back to like the early 90s. I never had an older brother, but I did have an older cousin. And you know, MTV and all that back then, they had like rap videos and you would see all the lowriders and then Lowrider Magazine was real big back then. I remember my cousin used to get those magazines and I would just like look at the cars and the paint jobs and 
just admire how people can take a, a old car that nobody wanted and customize it and personalize it to, you know, represent them. And that's how I felt like I always told myself when I get older, I want to own a classic car, like no matter what it takes, I want to own a classic car. And I was lucky enough to own a couple of them so far. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So then I do want to ask about your influences, you know, overall, but I do want to dive into, you know, your grandmother first, because I think she is just this amazing person based on a little bit that you did tell me. She had this incredible style. She, you know, had this really awesome car. Uh, I do want to say I did notice that your grandma had these really great eyeglasses. And I think that love has really translated to you because you also have this fascination for like vintage eye frames. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to touch upon your relationship with your grandma and her influences, and then we can move on to like greater influences in your life and in your artistry. Yeah. Um, a while back, I was looking at older pictures and I've seen a couple of old pictures of uh, my grandma and uh, she was a pretty cool woman. Like you sometimes you forget how cool your grandparents are you don't forget you forget that they had a youth at one point yeah. and that you know that they had a life before you came along so yeah my grandma was a pretty cool person uh i actually have both of my grandmas tattooed on my neck i'm like a grandma's boy i guess you could say Aww. uh both of my grandparents live like a block from each other so i grew up uh, seeing my grandparents very often and they played a huge role in, I guess, my life from taking me to trips. I think the grandma you're mentioning, they took, they were like the first ones to take me to, to a beach, take me to Disney World, Aww. all kinds of cool places. It's so sweet. And my parents couldn't have took me to, so it was pretty awesome to have them around. No, I bet. I'm glad that you did. Um, I mean, they definitely left a really great impression. You have been this awesome person. So, you know, hat off to your grandparents. Um, so then going into overall inspirations with your artwork. So whose artwork do you think impacted you the most? Um, it's crazy because no one in my family is really an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, my grand, my other grandma, she does like sewing and stuff, and um, yeah, nobody's really an artist. But when it comes to the car stuff, um, social media played a huge influence on me, like finding out all these different painters and stuff. And I, I'm on a, I'm on a group on Facebook that showcases the kind of stuff that I do. It's pretty cool when uh. Like a painter that you look up to or a famous painter will like like your stuff when you post it. So like there was a painter from a, there's a show called Counts Customs on History Channel. Mm -hmm. And one of their uh, lead painters is, uh, his name's Ryan. And he uh, had liked one of my posts. And then there was another painter, uh, he goes by Tukey Paints It on Instagram. And he liked one of my posts. And I thought that was pretty cool that I caught those guys' eyes, caught their attention enough for them to, you know, put a like on there. A lot of these painters, they're kind of like, I don't know, they don't they don't really like to... Recognize? Yeah, recognize, like, guys like me, they're just a nobody, you know what I mean? But yeah. I think it's cool to be a nobody, because, I don't know, 
I'm not really about all that um, recognition, you know? You know, I will say that, like, as far as, you know, like, quote unquote, being a nobody or just not really being all that big, because it does give you the freedom of doing whatever you want, because, you know, I don't know, I guess like how it relates to the shack, like I don't have the biggest platform, but you know, like, like the small community that I have, I feel like I can cater to them where I'm like, okay, cool. Like we're a small family. You know, I feel like that, I feel much more comfortable there versus like, oh, you know, being super well known or anything like that. It, I don't know. I think it's also limiting having like a huge platform or being a big name. It's much more liberating in my opinion to, I don't know, like be a smaller name and go off and do whatever the hell you want because you're just like, well, who else are you doing it for other than yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like um, when I think about stuff like that, it's like uh, like a tattoo artist. Like you'll have like some tattoo artists that'll just do whatever, whoever comes in, they'll mm-hmm. do whatever they want. But then you got other artists that do, like people actually go to them, they go out of their way because they want their work done. And I think that's cool. That's what kind of category I want to be in. Like, yeah, people hit me up from out of state and they like paint, paint this for me. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> No, definitely. It's more specialized at that point. It's more particular. Uh, And speaking of tattoos, you are covered from head to toe. So, I mean, you also took the liberty to create yourself as this canvas and you wanted to fill in with all this artwork. Um, You said that you had your grandmother's tattooed on you. I mean, I believe you also have like some car references. Yeah, one of my, uh, is my case. Well, my dad had that 81 Cutlass Supreme. That's like the first car that I remember falling in love with. And I would always call the Cutlass Supreme my first love. So I have, I've owned like three of them so far. So it was natural that I didn't got a Cutlass Supreme tattooed on like my stomach. <laughs> nice. How, how painful was that? Cause I hear the stomach's pretty bad. Stomach's pretty bad. Ribs are pretty bad. And then, you know, the, what is that? Collarbone? Yeah. Around that yeah. area. Oof.
so she could know I feel this way Cause I'm in love With a girl Who's not in love with me Why must I be In love With a girl She see what she's doing to me Instead of tearing me down Maybe someday Her eyes will see She'll come my way And stay by me don't have any other questions for you and I usually like to end the episode with what advice do you have so for you like what advice do you have for aspiring artists who want to like get into the custom car culture or who want to start airbrushing oh uh, I say like for the for any artist I mean just keep creating and uh don't do it for likes don't do it for followers uh never let money dictate your art like just do it for you. Do it for the love of it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, too many people get caught up with, like, social media and all that. But once people recognize your art and they, they give you a follow, I like that more genuine following, not just somebody that clicks a button and says, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I realized, like, a theme with all these other guests, whenever I've asked them, like, what advice they have for whatever art that they're in, it always goes down to being true to yourself, like, just being genuine to who you are to your art and just creating. Because I feel like, in the end, your community is going to find you one for way sure. or another. And I think it's gotten so much easier through social media where you do just kind of throw it out there. It may not, it may feel like sometimes you're screaming into the void that no one's listening, but there's people there. Like some people are going to pay attention and they're going to come and support you. Like how you said, you have these people from like out of state that look at what you're doing and, you know, they love it. And it's through social media and like being fearless when you post that you can find these people. And like sure. same thing with the shack where... You know, hell, like there's other countries that like are listening. I don't know who the hell they are, but just putting it out there and it's like shit, you know, like there's people there. So yeah, you know, just create fearlessly. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh but yeah, I mean, do you have any other final words, anything you want to say to the listeners? Um, no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for giving me a bit of your time. I really do appreciate it. I know you're a very, very busy person, so this means the world to me. So thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on here. All right. So until next time, guys. <laughs>